All right, Colin. You know what it means. 61. You know what it means, Colin? 61. What? Nothing. Sorry, I was late. Yeah, you were late because you, yeah, you just got out the <laughs> pool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my What's God. What's wrong with it's that? It's like fucking, because it's like fucking 52 and dreary outside here. And you're all like, oh, it's 2 p.m. in my paradise. And I got out the pool. I'm going to be a little late. <laughs> it was uh it was a cool 70 something out there. I, I can't lie. It was, uh, it was polar bear club shit. I just jumped right in. You know, we do have a heated pool though. I just didn't turn it on. Like why, why heat up the pool? Just jump in and get used to it. Oh, I would, I would, I would heat that like a little baby all the time. <clears throat> um, I admittedly do not know enough about my house nor my pool. I don't know shit about shit. Um, I'm pretty sure it's gas. It takes gas to heat the pool. Oh, really? I, I think. Yeah, I think that's the way it works. I think that there's like a gas line and like um, I think there's some kind of thing out there in all of the pool equipment that it runs water through and like heats oh, it and puts it back in. I, I don't I don't fucking know. I truly do not know about that pool. Um, I don't even – I don't do shit. I don't clean it. I don't do nothing because we have a pool guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, oh, I could, uh, Oh boy. I could it's get out a... there and, um, get my little net thing, you know, and scoop things out. But like before we got the new house, we just hit the owners up and said, Hey, did you guys have like a pool maintenance system or what? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, there's a couple of brothers that own one right here in the East Mark area. And they gave us the number. And so we just kept that shit going. Didn't, didn't miss a beat. So. Just change the name of this thing to like the bougie fucking dad's club. The what? The bougie fucking dad's club. Why? What do you got? What are you bougie about? You got to be bougie no, about know. something. You're bougie about something. What? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, vinyl, vinyl records. Can't listen to fucking sure. MP3s. Oh, come on. I need vinyl. Um, all right. So let's catch up since the last time that we got together. First of all, I'm having a damned time like trying to remember to podcast. It, like I saw, I saw something today and I said, oh, I should put that on the board for the, oh my God, the podcast. Like we're supposed to fucking release yeah. one today. When um, you texted me, I think it was maybe a 20 minutes before that. I was like, oh, it's Sunday. Because time and space and dates and, and clocks don't really – nothing means anything anymore. No. So <clears throat> Shit don't mean shit. Uh, that being said, so a couple of things. Let's catch up. Number one, my kid finally is riding the school bus to school. Not that it's that far. Um, so I put a topic on here called Hayden versus the bus. Okay. And the, the reason is because – you know, when we came out here, we only have one car, right? We, I sold my car before we moved out here. We said, fuck it. We'll be fine with one car for a little bit. And then we'll get a new SUV or something for my wife. Um, so my wife was headed to a dentist appointment and she says, Hey, do you want to drop me off? So you have the car? No, I just take the car. And she says, what if Hayden misses the bus? And I said, he wouldn't do that. It's his first day. It'll be fine. And if he misses the bus, I'll ride my bike over to him and walk back because it's no shit. It's a mile away. 
Um, so of course I get a phone call from Hayden and he goes, I missed the bus. And I'm like, bullshit. Be you and your mom have talked and you're doing this to troll me. Like that was my first thought. He said, no, I really missed the bus. I ran back in because I forgot my math book. And when I came out, all the buses were gone. I was like, oh my God. All right. So I was fine riding my bike over there and walking home with him. I was not fine telling my wife she was right. (laughs) So Uh I had to tell her like, Hey, remember that time you said I should take the car? What if you missed the bus? And I told you it wouldn't happen. Well, it fucking happened. Um, so there, that's the first bus story. Very next, that was, that was a Friday. So then Monday comes around and, uh, wait, was it a Friday? No, it wasn't a Friday. It was like a Thursday. So Friday, I say, make sure you get on the bus. Okay. I get a call about the time he should be home. And I'm assuming he's calling me from the bus stop down the street. He calls and goes, he starts in on some long winded story and then goes, uh, so let me tell you something funny. And I'm like, Oh God, I'm trying to take a nap. I have a headache. He finally gets to it and he goes, the bus let me off, but I'm at least a mile from the house. <laughs> and I went, Oh my God. I go, what? Uh, so we programmed the new address into his phone and shit. So he can ask Siri to like, take him home or show him the way home uh, in case he's lost or anything like that. And he said, yeah, it's, it says it's one point, whatever miles from home. So he sends me a screenshot and they let him out at a completely different community. So that's why I put Hayden versus the bus, because it was a very rocky start to busing, um, there's like multiple different buses and they're assigned a color and they put him on the wrong bus. It was not so his what, fault. So, so did you say, what did you, did you say? Start hoofing it boy. Yeah, I did. I said, uh, I said, send me, send me a screenshot. Show me where you're at. He was actually like, there's a main road, you know, right out of our community and that main road, he was just up that main road and the next yeah. community basically. Um, I went out, I drove over there snagged him because uh any excuse to get out of the house and grab like a coffee from you know a coffee shop instead of making coffee at home uh yeah i am always down with that so i grabbed him got him like a lemonade or something uh got me a coffee and headed on home it's fucking wild though nice so how's school how's school well, that's been? funny it, i think it's gonna be uh distance learning forever now i don't know like so Beatrice was supposed to go was supposed to start Monday uh distance learning or uh, uh blended learning like the first two days a week and then Miles was gonna start tomorrow and then Rowan was gonna start the next week. And uh Beatrice's teacher emailed us that Saturday, I think I mentioned this on the podcast last week about oh well actually it's gonna be just kidding, it'll be at least another two weeks. And then like three days later, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday the district superintendent sent out a letter saying that uh, due to multiple reasons, including cases going up uh, that um, and the fact that there was it, like parents had huge issues with the way the administration was handling it, that it was going to continue to be distance learning until at least January 15th. Oh my God. <laughs> So, yeah, cool. Uh, so, my kid is all the way back in school. Crazy. No blended, no anything. And 
Man, I, I think I said this on the last podcast, but motherfuckers out here just do not care about masks. Like there were two Halloween parties within our neighborhood, community, whatever you want to call it. There's one at one park, one at another park on two different days. You had to register for them. They wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, not more people than they wanted to were showing up, all that good shit. So you had to register. So we show up because we registered for both of them. We thought, um, you know, we're probably not going to send the kids out trick-or-treating as much to their dismay, just because I... I feel like that's just a a risk that we don't really need to take, you know, sending your kid within spitting or talking distance to 200 houses uh, and or grabbing candy that was placed somewhere by somebody else's hands. Like we, it's just, you know, we don't need that risk. Right. So we register for these parties thinking that'll be a good compromise. Everybody will be socially distant, things like that. We get there. I go up to the front to, you know, quote unquote, check in get our tickets and there's like signs everywhere that said, please wear a mask. And the motherfuckers at the the, the stand, the people checking you in don't have masks on. And it's like, if not you guys at the fucking front are not even doing it, like how are you expecting to anyone else to do this? I would say 20% of people had masks on and it just makes me feel so good to watch my daughter who's fucking three walk around and have a mask on not complain not anything when you can't get you know 40 year old men to do it without complaining it it, it's so frustrating because it's like i get it i get it like it's first amendment we've literally trained we've we've trained people to, to say, you can't tell me what to do. I can say and do whatever I want. It's my personal liberty. But we stop teaching the lesson of just because you can doesn't mean you should. And it's just, it's like uh, the fucking uh, chief of staff of the president was on, the, on uh, CNN or something like that. And he... Uh, he said out loud that they, they can't contain it. You know, like they're not going to, they're not, or that, that, that we're going to have to live with it basically. And, uh, and, 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 and he was like, and you know, they say masks work, but then these journalists who wear them, uh, religiously still got it. And it's like, you don't, it's not to stop you from getting it. Yeah. It's not a hundred percent. Like, but it's like it's it's to stop you from spreading it. Even then, even then, then that you're asking people to think about other people, and nobody in this fucking country wants to think about other fucking people, and it drives me effing crazy. I like how you just dropped several f bombs in a row, but on the last one, you reeled it in. You said effing crazy. I am also thinking about the fact that it is during the day, and my children are probably within earshot of me shouting cuss words down here. <laughs> um, so yeah, two responses to that. Number one, we've trained people, yes, don't don't tread on me. I get it, right? But we've also done it in a way that like nobody complains that when you walk into a business it says no shirt, no shoes, no service. Like people aren't like, fuck you, you can't tell me to wear pants. Like I'm not wearing right. pants. Don't don't tread on my fucking liberty. Uh we it's like what for whatever reason, masks are just 
what everybody has pointed their anger at. I don't get it. I, I th- well, because I think it is, I really do think it is. Uh, I mean, the shirt and shoes thing is a good point because, you know, that is still to uh, protect other people's eyes. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And yourself from embarrassment. But uh, the thing is, because a lot of people compare it to seatbelts, you know, but mm. seatbelts protect you. You know what I mean? Whereas wearing a mask is asking people to think about other people. And the same people who fight tooth and nail against the idea of wearing masks are the same people who fight tooth and nail against the idea of food stamps, you know, because it involves them having to help other people. Yeah. Anytime they have to put themselves in a minor inconvenience, whether it be a tax, whether it be a mask in order for the betterment of somebody less fortunate than them, they don't give a fuck. If it's some kind of program that helps them, because they are the less fortunate than someone else, they're cool with those. They're cool with abusing tax laws and getting extra money back or paying less in taxes, right? Because it it benefits them. However, they don't want to do anything for the betterment of somebody beneath them. It's bullshit. And because of that, we're number one, baby. We're number one. We're as in uh, America or Ohio? America, America, Ohio, everywhere. We're number one, baby. Back in action with the COVID. <laughs> back, back for round fucking three. Yeah, and, I mean the the last the last three days, Ohio has had record breaking. Uh, today it went down a little bit, but yesterday was the highest so far in the whole pandemic. In, the, in America, we have run an average over the last three days of like eighty five thousand new cases a day. It's well, crazy. That's because our testing is so good, Colin. Don't you listen to the president? We we test more than <laughs> we test more than anywhere else. <laughs> it's just so it's, it's the dumbest. It's it's a, yes, Mr. President. We know that there will be more numbers because they're actually counted. That doesn't mean they didn't already exist. You dumbass. Yeah. There's oh some God. kind of like I get his like ass backwards logic on that though. It's like if everybody had access to the same testing and the amount of testing, we'd probably see other countries' numbers be higher as well because if you can test more, you can uncover more. I get it. You turn over more stones, you're bound to find more bugs. Like that's what it yeah. is. Totally get it. But the way he throws it around, it's like it almost sounds like he's saying, oh, because our testing is good, that's why we're finding the numbers, or that's why we're getting the numbers. It's like, nah, the shit's there regardless. People are getting sick. Just find a way to deal with it. Make masks mandatory. Do something. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. That's I keep arguing. I, I, we talked about this last week, but I just keep arguing with people like, I get it. You're really frustrated that you've been staying home and you see a lot of other people not. But you live in, in America. And it's a pipe dream to think that there's any way that anyone's going to make everybody stay home and that everyone's actually going to do it. All you can do, and it sucks because other people don't care about you, Mm -hmm. all you can do is do your part. Well, I will say that in – I'm in the Facebook group for my new area. It is (laughs) very, very large uh, compared to our last one my last community because my last community was a very siloed community. There was only, you know, 
couple hundred people tops in that thing. This one's got over 4,000. So I can get the whole tone of, you know, how people are skewed or sway, whether they're Republican or Trump, whatever. I can kind of get that from uh, uh, looking at the posts. And there are several a day. I think um, I think what we should do is because I live in a very, you know, Republican area, I think we should have a Republican Halloween. Uh, and what that means is maybe the first 1% of kids that come to my house, I'm going to give them all of the candy. And I'm hoping that it just trickles down to the rest of the kids, bro. You're hoping that those kids in good faith will yeah. pass out the candy to their friends. Absolutely. Yeah. It trickles or to down. Kids that aren't, they, to kids that aren't their friends. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Kids that aren't their friends. I need but it to just, I mean, that's the way it works, just, right? Truthfully, they'll just give it to their friends. Yeah. And they'll accept some from their friends. Yeah. And uh, in the end, they'll end up with everything that they wanted. <laughs> yeah. And they don't have to, they don't have to get, you know, you guys, you know about the parent tax on candy, right? Like for checking yeah. the candy, like you get to eat a few pieces. They don't have to pay that parent tax either. They, they'll find a loophole, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be a very Republican Halloween around here. My, uh, I love that, uh, conservative talking point i think it was like don donald trump jr who said like uh i I was trying to teach my kid a lesson about socialism so i said imagine if uh instead of instead of one piece of cake i took all of your birthday or i took all of your birthday cake instead of sharing it or something like that and they're like that's exactly that's like what a birthday cake is for (laughs) like everybody's supposed to have a piece so it's like the worst I, the worst analogy you can make oh, is a birthday cake because it's literally like, meant to be shared. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know where you're going with that one. I, I also I botched not, that really bad. I botched it very badly. Mm, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't watched that. I don't know. Uh, speaking of watch, did you actually watch the subsequent movie film from Borat? <laughs> yeah, I watched it last night. <laughs> so I, I, I watched part of it last night. I didn't get through the whole thing. Um, got distracted. And I noticed my daughter like left her room and I was like, oh shit, where's she at? So I didn't watch the whole thing. So don't spoil the end of it. Uh, I've already got past, let's see. I saw the fax machine part where he's like faxing back and forth. Um, That's in the movie more than once. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So what'd you think of it though? Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I'm a big Sasha Baron Cohen fan. Me too. Um, And, uh, was a big fan of that series. This is America or whatever it was called. Uh, that was mm-hmm. on Showtime last year. Yeah. And this definitely felt like a follow-up to that more than a follow-up to Borat because the whole thing starts with the premise of like everybody in America already knows what Borat looks like. So he's going to be in disguise most yeah. of the movie. So they set it up that way. So it ends up being kind of like that show in a movie form. Mm. Uh, but uh I what I love about Borat, what I love about Sasha Baron Cohen characters is yes, he's purposefully really offensive, and yes, it's borderline entrapment, it's borderline framing people. But for the most part, he acts a certain way, and they have cameras rolling, and it's basically just an invitation to for to basically just be yourself, 
He's catching people being themselves, mm-hmm. who they really are. And uh and that's what's so fascinating to me about it because I think it's a it's a, it's him just putting a mirror up to us. <clears throat> well there were uh there was a very very famous person. Uh I don't know if I have not made it to that part yet, but I saw that part separately. Um which is actually that's what let me know that there was a Borat too. Like I didn't even know there that it, one was coming, and oh. I caught the article about uh, Giuliani, yeah. and that is what made me go, "Oh shit, I need to go watch this." Yeah, big fan. Can't I wait think to that, that one. you know you haven't got to that scene yet. I do think that uh, it it was easy to it did feel more like a publicity stunt now in hindsight like because the movie was coming out this week and all of a sudden that like scene dropped and everyone was talking about it. Uh, that being said, Giuliani was not acting appropriately with somebody who his, to his understanding was 15 years old. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I also saw uh, where uh, he, or not he, but uh, Sasha got in like a Twitter war with Trump or at least talking back and forth and like Trump called him a creep or something like that. Um, he said, he said like, he's a creep and he's not funny. And then uh, Cohen said like, um, that's okay. I don't think you're funny either, but the whole world's laughing at you. I was like, ah, that's pretty good. Um, it so. definitely felt, it definitely felt a little bit, uh, um, more I won't, i'm not gonna say preachy but it did feel a little bit more forward in its uh heavy hand, handed tone <laughs> you talking about the movie yeah yeah like it felt it felt more political than the first borat movie yeah the first one <laughs> i will say that just from what i've seen i definitely like the first one better as a borat movie um this one felt like he was using his platform. I don't want to say to get a point across, but just to do what he does. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It felt just a little bit more heavy handed. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The fucking, the part about um, like when she swallowed the baby and they go see, dude, I was, I was fucking dying on that part. Oh my God. Uh, He is still the best at just, taking those uncomfortable situations and then ratchet up, ratchet it up, yeah. ratchet it up. Like, I just, Oh my God. Yeah. That is so funny. Oh my yep. God. Uh, so new music. I missed my, uh, my Friday playlist. I, every Friday I like to log on to Spotify and check my release radar, see what's popping. Um, I didn't do that. I didn't do that this time. Well, it was a good week week for metal. Yeah, uh, two really good, two really good records came out. One, I was really looking forward to the new Paul Bearer. They're one of my favorite bands. You know, I know they're an acquired taste, and either you like them or you don't. Uh, but dude, they fucking this. I've I've it's it's long music. You know, it's long for music. It, it's like be, songs between five and twelve minutes long, and. Uh, so, but I've already listened to the whole record like five or six times this weekend. Mm. Uh, it's just they got it right 
the last one was really big and kind of uh, layered, and this one they recorded a little bit more raw, and and it's a bit heavier, and uh, it's great. It's very great. Well, I'm always, uh, I'm always the, looking for things to listen to while I'm hanging out at the pool out back. There you go. So <laughs> might be a little sad uh, for the pool. What was that? I don't know. Hang on. Uh, so I don't know. My TV just came on. (laughs) (laughs) I think we got some, we got some ghosts up in this bitch. It sounds spooky too. It was a spooky, uh, it was like a spooky movie trailer is playing over there. I could hear it just slightly. It's like, crazy. Uh, anyway, Thankfully, anyway, the, at most of my devices in this house are smart. Oh, there you go. Uh, so I'm going to just connect to it and turn it off from my phone. Yeah, I could do it too from mine with my TV. You're not special. I'm special. Uh, <laughs> can we just can we just like focus on for a second that no one's home and my TV just fucking yeah. turned on and went to some spooky shit? So I don't want to. I don't want to look over that. What do you got the Roku? Oh, Apple Apple TV. TV. See, I can I can do it just because you know Roku TV. I don't need fucking to put some box on my TV. Uh, okay. Uh, and then uh, the band Undeath put out a record. They're like one of those young death metal bands associated with Maggot Stomp Records, like Sanguis Sigurbog, like that crowd where it's just like this really gross caveman death metal Mm -hmm. and. They got they signed to uh, Century Media and put this record out, and it is really, really, really good death metal. Hmm. All right, uh, so I'm, I'm interested in that. It's 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 dirty. It's like dirty, crusty, really heavy, and uh, yeah, it's good. Hell yeah! All it's right, called um, like it's called like lesions of a different kind or something like that. It's got a really gross cover. Well, I'm into that one. Paul Bear doesn't sound like something I'm going to be into. Probably not. Probably not. All right. So I'm going to check it out anyway, uh, just because why not? Yep. That yep. way I can come back and tell you I hate it. Um, so I put a story on here. Uh, the headline drew me in. Yep. But as I read the story... I wasn't as excited. Um, so the story or the, the headline said the Oxycontin maker was going to plead guilty to federal criminal, uh, criminal charges, pay like 8 billion and close the company. Yeah. And so I saw that and I said, Holy shit. Like that's a hell of a headline. Uh, yeah. You, you get, you know, halfway through and you realize that, yeah, sure. They're going to pay 8 billion, but they've made a hundred billion. Who cares? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, they're going to they're going to plead guilty and they're going to close the company, but they're already starting another company. They're not going to stop making it. They These just fucks have to, aren't going to jail. No, they're not going to jail. All they have to do is start a new company because they still feel that there is a legitimate you, you know use case for the medicine. Um and they have to in tandem with making oxycontin be able to produce some of the life-saving drugs 
for people that overdose. Like there's still no accountability. And like, I'm, I'm curious to get your take on it. Like, what do you, do you know much about their story? Like, and what they've done to get in the position they're in and why they're even being charged? Yeah, dude. I mean, it is, it is the most, it is, if we didn't live in a world right now where the president of the United States was the one making news every 10 seconds, it would have been the biggest scandal because oh, I mean, yeah. these fuckers essentially, essentially for all intents and purposes, seeded rural white communities yeah. with pills and because they, they were, because they were making money hand over fucking fist and they, and they gave got all the doctors, doctors on it. Yep. yep. That's what I was going to say. They gave all the doctors like kickbacks for writing prescriptions. Dude, it is, it is. And the fact that these fuckers are pleading guilty, which means they have to pay this minuscule amount of money. Who, where's the money going? Is right. it actually, is it going like, what about all of the lives that you destroyed? Yeah, it's not going to those. Oh uh, it's going to, I can't remember. I thought it was going towards like some kind of foundation that maybe they do counseling or, or some bullshit, but whatever it is, it's, Dude. it's not enough money. I feel like they got off very easily and it essentially, if you look at it, it like sets a, a blueprint for how to fucking create a issue, make a hundred billion dollars off of it, pay a very off. small amount, get off and just keep on moving. Yeah. Free, free and clear. Uh, you know, I voted this week and uh, because I th- think that uh, getting president trump out of office is more important than anything right now that any other beliefs i have for the most part well that sounds really really stark you know what i mean uh no i feel like it's i feel like what you're saying is pretty accurate uh, and when you're talking about voting i had to explain this to hayden when you talk about voting you have to determine to you your list of things that matter and then when you vote you check off as many of them as you can. You're not going to get them all, but you yeah. start with the most important and you work your way down. If the most important is get them out, well, then you have to vote. Uh, honestly, you have to vote towards the next person that has the best shot of beating him or else you're – I want to say you're kind of throwing your vote away. Uh, and then oh, after the, that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah, and and it's funny too because I'm not one of those people that's like that's like – well, I want to get Trump out of office, but Biden's not left enough for me, but I'll vote for him anyway. Uh, I'm not like, I'm a pretty liberal guy, a very liberal guy, but I'm not pushy about it like that, I guess. But like, my whole thing is like, watching the last, as an adult, I think the last like 10 years as an adult and really paying close attention to politics. And also really over the last few years, trying to really immerse myself in politics that I disagree with. Uh, it becomes very apparent how much, or I'm sorry, how little any of these people care about us. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I think that Trump is dangerous. I think Trumpism is dangerous and I want to set us on the trajectory away from that. So yes, I'll vote for Biden to, or I'll vote Democrat in general to, to get these fuckers out because they're, they're definitely worse, but 
none of these people care about you and me. No. At all. I know. So like makes me not makes honestly makes me want to like check out of the system and like kind of bring out my inner anarchist that I used to be. Like it's just so frustrating. It's just so frustrating because it feels like every step forward is three steps back. And uh, it's just the Paul Abdul. Little fucking Paul Abdul reference. It it is when do we start I feel like I I feel like I I have seen different writers both on both sides of the fence start tiptoeing around this idea but it's like when do we say did the idea of a uh federalist republic not work <laughs> you know like is it time to to say maybe this whole idea didn't work and if you i don't know it's, yeah it's, i saw uh i i saw a tweet that summed it up it said something to the extent of uh maybe that the maybe the government that a bunch of old racist white dudes set up was not the best government maybe we should take yeah. another crack at it it said something like yeah. that but have you ever it's like it's it's like it's like okay why do why doesn't california oregon Washington become like the West America Democratic Republic or whatever the fuck, you know, like, and then like the South become the Confederate States of America or whatever the fuck they want. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love the South. Uh, It's not racist. No, but okay. So I saw... Two things. I'm not One. necessarily advocating this. I'm just bringing up the just bringing up the like. Are we beyond repair as far as our divisions in this country? Is my question. Two things, and I don't like to think that people are beyond repair, but are we? Sorry, go. No, you're fine. Uh, number one, I think I've talked about it on here before, but the alternative vote. If you do not know what it is, just go to YouTube and type in the alternative vote. And watch the extremely juvenile video with animals explaining the juvenile or the uh, the alternative vote. Um, it is something that I would love to see happen in my lifetime, where you can vote for one with a backup vote going to another. So in the end, oh, uh, uh, ranked choice voting. Yes. Yes. So number one, that should happen. Number two, I think. I think depending on what lens you look at this presidency, you're going to get different things out of it. Um, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be so dumb to say that like he's done nothing good because good things have come out of it. Right. We're Um, seeing like immense strides in peace in the middle East right now that are remarkable. Yeah. So things, things have come out of it. Um, however, I think what it's done, maybe, maybe for the country as a whole, like the country, if you're not breaking it down into different demographic groups, if you just say the country, for everything it's done there, it is separating the shit out of people within itself. Yeah. Uh, I think that Trump did not create racist people. He just 
made them feel okay with speaking up and being more racist than they were. Yes. But I don't think that he necessarily changed them into racist. No, he also, he did not, he didn't create the climate that we're in right now. He didn't he made, create he the made division. It vocal. He, yeah, he didn't create the division, but he's the logical endpoint of it. And, uh, and like, because I, I, you know, you can really point way further back to like, it got started getting really bad in like 93, 94. Newt Gingrich was the one that started making politics really like mean spirited and divisive. Hmm. But, um, but it's, it's everything. I think it's just, we're slowly make becoming a less and less educated people. And oh, we're educated. The, we're just and, educated and by headlines. Yeah, educated by headlines. Um, yeah. The the other thing that gets me is like, I guess how depending on how you look at it, and this is what I meant by looking at it through different lenses. You might catch things that are perceived as bad up front, but maybe are good. So even take this whole like people feel more vocal about being racist and things like that. Um, maybe that's a good thing because you can't know for certain, like who the, who the racist people are unless they speak up. So let them speak up, let them, let them position themselves for on a side. And then you either isolate them uh, or you try and change them or you just stay away from them because you know, you don't want to be associated with them. I don't know. Uh, also, I think it's gotten a shit ton of people to vote who would not have voted. I mean, including some of our friends. I don't know if you you might have saw the Facebook post that said, um, I'm not going to mention the person by name, but it said they got this person to vote for the first time. They're almost 40 and right. they voted for the first time because they felt it was important to vote against Trump. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, I didn't see that. Uh, I also, you know, I read that as of it's probably close to a week ago now or early in the week, like some 50 million people have voted already. And that's like coming up on like almost half of everybody who voted in 2016. Yeah. Did you look at the numbers so, of people who did vote versus eligible voters? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my God. It's like a third. Yeah. Uh, we have close to 400 million. We have close to 400 million people in this country and some something like 85 million people vote. Yeah. I, w- I just wonder why that is like, is it happenstance to, does I'm, everybody- sorry. I'm sorry. It's more like 150 million. Sorry. About 150 million people vote. Yeah. But I wonder why that is like, do people just think like, Oh, I got, I got time to get it done. And then they get up against the wall and they're like, fuck, I can't make it today. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, you get- I mean that there is part of it. I mean, that's a big argument uh, that advocates for uh, people with, you know, uh, hourly wage jobs and things like that, uh, and not good vacation time and things, uh, is to make election day a federal holiday. Oh yeah, that everybody gets off. You know what I mean? So, uh, but. They don't want to do that. They don't want people to vote. Uh, my company, 
is shutting down early and also gave um, everybody an additional four hours vacation so that if you can't vote outside of your work, you can take four hours or more um, to go do it. Uh, My, my, uh, my company is, they told everybody like, we know that there's a shortage in, uh, poll workers. So if you want to, if you do want to volunteer and do that, you can have the day. So, nice. uh, I went and voted at the board of elections, uh, by Sam Ash, like where that Coles used to be. Yep. And, uh, the line was literally all the way around the building, but it only took about, I don't know, 40 minutes, maybe. So nice. Kudos to you. All right. So you still on your beer kick, your, your 0% beer kick. Yeah. I'm trying to like, I'm trying not to like, I I still feel like kind of, uh, dumb. Like I quit drinking, but I'm just like drinking NA beer all the time. You know, maybe it's just my own personal judgments for myself. It's like old people who like coffee, but they fuck with the half and half or, or yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, but you know what I mean? And, uh, but I have been like on the weekend, you know, when I'll be at the store and I'll get Sierra something to drink. I have been trying different 0.0 beers as I see them. And this week I saw Budweiser zero and it was fine. It was like the Heineken. I, it, it, you know, Heineken definitely tasted, it tasted like Heineken only not quite there. This was like, it tasted like Bud Light if somebody let a couple ice cubes melt in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but it was fine. I can honestly say I've never had an NA beer. I had never had until a couple weeks ago. So interesting. What is, uh, what is, is O'Doul's? Is that one of them? Is that? Yes. But the, my whole thing is, is traditionally NA beers. They say, contains less than 0.5% alcohol. Mm. So my whole, but uh, more and more beer companies have been doing 0.0 beers because there are people out there that don't want any, even though you can't, you'd have to drink like, you know, a 30 of them to <laughs> get any sort of buzz. You know what I mean? It, it like some people just don't want alcohol in their system and I just don't want alcohol in my system. And uh, so I've been looking for the different 0.0s just for fun. Okay. So, so if it's less than 0.5, you still have to be 21 to buy it, I'm assuming. Yes. Do you have to be 21 to buy 0.0? No. Really? No. There the 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 first one I tried, the Bitburger, which was horrible, uh it literally had a little like emblem on it that said drink this and drive. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I so wait, so like there's no alcohol in it. So you can just like load one up in a bong for your kid then. And your kid could get smashy off of I, fake beer. I literally offered to my kids. I was like, you could drink this if you want it. <laughs> well, that's, that's almost like setting them up though. Cause uh, I know, beer, I know, I know. Beer is an acquired taste. The taste of it. Yeah. yeah beer is an acquired like, taste. Like that's like, as, as a kid, that's like the way our parents kept us, like try to keep us away from it saying you don't like the taste. It tastes gross. Uh, yeah, but you might inadvertently make them really popular in high school because you know they're going to drink. 
And your kid's gonna roll in like, let me crack, let me crack this cold one, and just fucking yeah. <laughs> Edward Forty hands with the O'Doul's so. though. <laughs> yeah, just going for it. Yeah, shotgun and that teach shit. Teach shotgun that shit. They'll be the only fucking thirteen-year-old at the party that can <laughs> shotgun beers. Oh man, that might be the title. The what? only thirteen-year-old at a party that can shotgun a beer. There you go. I'll use that as title. So also sounds like the name of a old metalcore band song. Yeah, like an I Set My Friends on Fire song. Yeah, like all those old metalcore records had the long-ass titles. It's like bringing a knife to a That were all fight. weird. That were all weird. They're all, like, especially like the tech metalcore bands, like Tony yeah. Dance, tap, tap Dance Extravaganza and shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, I saw a headline. I got two things to say, actually. Saw a headline that Attack Attack was back. And I know you, you just did a thumbs down. I'm going to say that. Uh, a couple <laughs> things, a couple things. Number one, we already know that, uh, Caleb is in Beartooth and doing quite well. I just saw the dude fucking had a gold record. Like yeah. he's like the only person I, him and like, you know, the Beartooth guys, like the only people I personally know that have a fucking gold record. They're doing fine. I'm sure. He's not, uh, starting to attack back up. And then you have, Johnny, who was like the original singer dude, uh, he's in that Bill Murray band. And that I actually like that band. Um, so I saw both of them said no. And that kind of confirmed my my suspicion that I was like, oh, it's probably like two members. Like one's probably an original member that has like name rights or something. And they're just doing yeah. it to fucking get some money during COVID or some bullshit, uh, yeah. which I feel like that kind of confirmed it. Um, that being said, I saw somebody start a thread, maybe Paul or somebody start a thread about like, uh, attack attack. And I was like trying to look to see like what the, you know, did people like attack attack? Are they happy about this? Everybody's like, fuck that band. No, it sucks. I always hated that band, which brings me to anyone who likes bands like legend or for the fallen dreams or any of those bands and doesn't like the second attack attack record is just full of shit. Because that second Attack Attack record was so fucking heavy. I'm pretty confident that I actually think that band Legend weren't aren't these uh, aren't they ex for the Fallen Dreams members or something? At least one of them was something like that. And on that record, there's a feature from Caleb Shomo. Weird. Yeah, I'm telling you. Have you ever actually sat down and listened to that second record? Uh, I can't say I've ever actually sat down and listened to any attack attack other than the crab core video. Okay. That music from that it makes me a bad, makes me a bad Columbus metal dude. No, it's it, it. I was curious because I can tell you this, like I did not like the first attack attack stuff. Wasn't for me. I appreciated what they were doing. Listened to it. Wasn't my kind of music. The second one comes out and I started seeing people saying like, uh, Oh, uh, I don't like this. Like, where's all the dance? Where's all of the? And I was, I, it piqued my curiosity because I was like, oh, that's the shit I didn't like. And yeah. these are people like Seeny Weenies that are like complaining about it not being there. Seeny Weenies. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna give this shit a uh, chance. The second record, it blew my fucking mind. It, it still had like a little bit of dance shit like sprinkled throughout, but. The first thing I noticed is 
the the whole guitar writing style was completely different. It was not the same shit. Uh, Caleb moved from you know keyboard and piano guy to vocalist. The vocals were way meaner, way heavier, and all the electronic stuff kind of faded to the back to like a backing track. And it, I'm telling you, dude, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna queue up like a song. And I'm going to send it to you. And I want to just like, okay. I want you to listen to it and think about like, damn, this is the same band that was doing the crab core shit. Right. I'm going yeah. to send it to you like after this. Um, my favorite shit to do used to be to queue up that second album and just put it on when like all my tough guy friends were around and just watch their faces change. When I, when I go, do you like this? They're <laughs> like, yeah, this shit's heavy, dude. Who is this? And I'd be like, it's attack attack just to watch their fucking face melt when That's they were funny. so sad that they just said yeah. that they liked it. Dude, that was my favorite shit. I remember doing that to Jordan Holland. <laughs> oh, when, that's uh, hilarious. When uh, when I was living with Kyle in Short North and we had the ping pong table in the basement, like uh, Jordan would come over all the time, we'd play. And I had that shit going in the basement one time and I could see like a couple people vibing on it. And I was like, you like this? Yeah, this is tight. Who is this? Attack, attack. Oh, hilarious. just fucking melt people. That shit was tight. Uh, so, I also saw a story uh, about who who the fuck put this out? Maybe Loudwire or something. Um, mentioned that a scene kid worked at Wendy's. Did you see this? Oh, yeah. oh I sent yeah. it to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it happened last year. It was like a, there was like a year ago. Wendy's social media like dropped a bunch of like scene knowledge. Yeah. And then it's happening again right now. Right? Yeah. With like it's all really the weird. pop punk bands, all time low, knuckle puck, yeah. any, any of those bands, uh, attack attack actually like tweeted at them and they said something like who is even in your band anymore. And, uh, they tweeted back at Wendy's and was like, Oh, I think, Franz would have something to say about that. And then yeah, they I saw said, that. yeah, they were like, Oh, did you just break news of your vocalist to a restaurant? Your wife's in the background dancing. I see her. I did like He's the forest, the forest gump wave. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's I, so funny. So funny. Yeah. Columbus, Columbus on the map again. <clears throat> um, my daughter, is keeping the bougie for the family going. She's out getting her nails done right now. Nice. Uh, she's got a fucking attitude on her, man. Like she hasn't learned tact yet. So she'll do this look and just, she's, she's just trying to tell me like, I'm not invited because it's a girl's thing. It's like her and her and mom are like going to the nail salon. Right. But she'll say like, you can't come. You're not coming. No, no, daddy, you're not coming. <laughs> and she'll like, she'll do a face with it. And I'm like, holy shit, like my daughter's a bitch. <laughs> That's funny. Um, do I have more to look forward to for that? Did your daughter ever go through some shit like that? Uh, it's right now, the other day she got really mad at me and she punched a door a couple times. What? Yeah, no, it, no, it's, it gets wild. My gets kid, wild. my other kid is like extremely scared of puberty. Like legitimately, he he brings it up like probably once a day at least. And so he was out there swimming with me, and uh, he said, uh, like we were sitting on the edge of the pool, 
and he's like, and it was cold. Like I said, it was, it was not, it's not like a super warm day or anything. It was kind of cold. He's like, yeah, but I don't have any leg hair or armpit hair or chest hair. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's fine. Like you don't, that's not like, that shit doesn't keep you warm. It's not like right. a fucking blanket. If anything, it makes you colder because that shit catches water and holds it there. And then air blows yeah. over and makes you cold. And he's like, I just wished it would like hurry up and just get it over with. I'm like, what puberty? He's like, yeah, I just don't want pimples. He's like, I don't know. Super, super it's afraid funny. all of a sudden. That's funny. Uh, because uh, I got one in the thick of it right now. Yeah, it's, it is. It's also funny because his his voice is lowering, and right now, as it's lowering, it's like at the same tone as Sierra's. So, like, there's a lot of times where, like, I'll hear him talking, and I'll think that Sierra's saying something to me. It's not oh, like their funny. voices sound like alike, but they're like the same tone. But when really we're doing strange. our dad thing, and we're just kind of paying attention to the the particular range. And then we subconsciously hear the range. Uh, I can see how you can do that. How you yeah. just uh, get the wrong thing. Yeah. What else, Colin? What else do we got to talk about on this fine Sunday? It's just another ding. Another day. Another day in this endless reality that is pandemic. I saw uh, Columbus is getting a Del Taco. Really? Yeah. Do you fuck I with that? I did not too. I totally fuck with that. Oh, I love Del Taco. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm about to go back. I was thinking about going today, but I'm trying to only go to places that we don't have in oh, yeah. Columbus. Like right now, I'm still in that mode where everything's new. Uh, I did go to Wendy's the other day for the first time, but I've been fucking up all kinds of shit. I went in this cookie store the other day. It's called Crumble. And I could tell, you know, like, you know, when you look at a logo and it's like just black and white and you're like, oh, okay, this place is fancy. Like, I don't yeah. know why, but black and white logos just say I cost more than the store next to me. So I go in and I'm like, oh, let me get a four pack. It was like, it was like $14 for four cookies. It was not cheap. Dang. But they, yeah, they're huge, but they came in a, a whole box. It, the box was like probably two feet long. And all the cookies were still warm. So they don't nice. give you like cookies that have been sitting in a display shelf. They pull them bitches out of the oven. So of course, like we go to the car and we're trying to be like fat and like eat cookies in the car and you can't because the cookie's falling apart because it's still warm. So I would be eating I would be eating in and out every other day. I've only gone to In and Out once. I fucking uh, love it. We I, I got all it. of them out here. I have Jack in the box, which I I'm not okay. Yeah. I will say that now that I've been here and I've had Jack in the box a significant amount of times because it's very close to me. It's just okay. <laughs> what a what a burger is about twice the distance. What a burger slaps. Love that one. In and out is like three times the distance. So I only had it once. I'd be making that drive every other day. Why? What's it's so so damn good? The fries are good. The burgers are good. Yeah, but Christians. Wait, Christians. <laughs> That's their whole thing, man. Is it like the Christian chick or like the burger Chick Fil A? Uh, no, they're not like really. They're not like politically like they're not like they don't like put their money behind 
like Republican causes or anything like that, but they're like old fashioned evangelicals. You, if you look at the underside of the cups, there's Bible verses. Are you serious? Yeah. It's like along the rim underneath. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to go and just check it out. I mean, that's not not why I would go. Well, come on, Colin. I think we, I think we both know that's not why I would be going. I'm saying I want to go and check that out. (laughs) Oh man. Did you forget that I am like the least, I'm not the least religious person, you know, but did you forget? No, I didn't forget. You're definitely not the least religious people. No, hell no. I, I am pretty sure I know, I'm pretty sure that you and I know a gentleman who around Halloween time, it was a game to see who could steal the best Halloween decoration. And this person came uh, to the game with a real gravestone. (laughs) And subsequently disposed of it by throwing it through a church window. What? (laughs) Uh, That was a... As legend has it, I have I have heard that story from someone that you and I both know about somebody else that you and I both know. I I have I have my guesses, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, lay, I'm not gonna lay that out there. No, we'll have to. We'll take that one offline. That that's my corporate <laughs> speak. Let's take this offline. Oh boy, let's take this off. Circle back on that. All right. Any trivial things? Oh, hold on. Are you guys participating in trick or treat? Are your kids going? Well, after the spiel you gave earlier, now it makes me feel bad if I say maybe. Uh, Now, uh, our neighborhood is actually trying to kind of come together and do it in a safe way. So, like, a lot of parents have been talking about how they're doing like little goodie bags, you know, so you're not just like reaching into like a bucket of sloshing around candy yeah and then our neighborhood is over by the school our neighborhood is doing like a little mini festival thing that's like socially distanced and really careful and stuff like that so um i'm not judging anybody who chooses to do whatever they want i think that there are safe ways to do it and i think i think your rationale was good i think your rationale earlier was good and like if i could if everybody in my neighborhood felt the same way about the safety and the virus as I did. And I knew that they took the proper precautions, but I don't think that my neighborhood does. I think that my neighborhood would be the first motherfuckers to burn their masks. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so I don't trust them to be safe around the candy. And then what do I do? Like my kid collects all this candy and then what we like fucking sanitize it all or like, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck do you do? I'd rather just pay $10, go to the store and buy a huge thing of candy and be like, there you go. Yeah. Uh, You, you should start taking up uh, like cigars and golf. You could go a long way with some good old fashioned Phoenix area Republican shit. Uh, There is a lot of golf. I know. A fucking lot. You're like in one of the epicenters of, of a uh, privileged old white guy. <laughs> yeah, I realized too. I we I took my kid to um 
a retro game place the other day, like to look at, um, you know, like Sega Genesis and like, you know, all that shit. And we drove through this area called Val Vista. And I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was, a river, a lake, a canal, something. It was some kind of water, but all the homes backed up. Like there was like a body of water that ran through all these homes and they all had their own dock. Mm -hmm. And it just, I mean, it just looked hella not, it looked like some shit that I picture happening in like California or something like that. It didn't look like something I would expect to see around the corner here. Um, And then subsequently I was scrolling through like Facebook has like a, it must be like Facebook news or something. It just like shows me stories that are relevant to my area. And I caught an article on there that was like former HOA members are being sued or are suing residents of that area because like for defamation, like, I don't know the whole thing. I read through like three quarters of this article and it just screamed extremely rich people problems. Yeah. And I, I just got off the article cause I was like, man, I can't even relate to like what is going on here. Like I love drama. I want to read about this drama that's happening. Like, you know, some neighborhoods over, but that's what I'm saying, man. You need to start smoking cigars and you need to start golfing and you need to lawyer up and start suing people. I can't wait. I'll sue the fuck out of people. <laughs> I want to like, I want to, I've always had this dream to like represent myself and just, you know, <laughs> represent myself and just get, get like really get one over on somebody. Cause I have some aha fucking moment in court where I prove my case. Do you have any do you have any fucking weird fantasies like that? Like I have that one and I also have like the one that I've always wanted to save somebody. Like when I see trouble happening, it's like I just want to save somebody. Hmm. I don't know. Really? You you never like do you do you have like the common one that's like, "Oh man, if I hit the lottery, like this is what I would do with the money?" Uh I I I do think that it is aspirational for me to to not have to wait until I am in my sixties to retire. You know? Okay. Okay. This is not the same thing. I'm talking about hitting the lottery and helping people, saving people from burning buildings, uh, representing myself in court. And you're like, you know, uh, so not, not general aspirations. Yeah. I'm talking like a lofty goal. Like I realize that all three of those are lofty goals. That's not a lofty goal. Like just be financially smart with your money. And like, that's something you can like, you can predict years ahead you know, if you could retire okay. early or not. I get it. Come uh, on. No, give me a lofty know, goal. I don't know. I don't know. Come on. I, I find it hard to believe that you haven't sat around and been like, oh, man, if I hit the lottery, I would buy – I would pay this person's house off. You never sat around and did that? Uh, Maybe a little. I don't know. I don't – I've always been such like a super practical guy. I don't know. Uh. I do think, yeah, if I had, if I won the lottery or, you know, if I came into some good means, I would definitely like buy my mom's house. I mean, I would, I would buy my mom a new house or build her a new house and I would buy my mom's old house and buy her the materials to, to, uh, burn it to the ground (laughs) and, uh, also make sure that it gets filmed so she could remember that forever, uh, would definitely do that. And 
would probably pay off my house and all of my siblings' houses. And I I would like to uh, I would like to buy a really nice sixty four Impala with hydraulics and join a low rider club. <laughs> Is that better? Is that better? Uh, yeah. I I don't know why I feel like all your I mean paying off everybody's shit. Obviously, that's that's not like readily available. But why can't you uh, just get a just start? Just get a lowrider. Just start. Like <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's fairly obtainable. I okay. Guess, I guess I'm just not a dreamer, then, Jeff. I'm just not a dreamer. No, man. You gotta. You just gotta execute. I mean. Some people, their dream might be, oh man, I wish I could just write and record a whole album myself and release it. And like, you just crush through that, right? Yeah, that be- I've been, been there, done that. Oh, see? So, I guess that's else- my whole thing. That's my whole thing is like when I have those, I, I don't ever really set super lofty goals. I set goals that it's, I can blood, sweat, and tears through. It's awesome. It's the way I work. All right, man. I feel like, Let's wrap it up on a positive note. Colin, power you, through it. You have uh you have very attainable goals and you are telling everybody out there that if they want they can achieve their goals. Just make everybody sure your goals says, aren't uh too lofty. Yeah. Uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just make sure your standards are low. No, but everybody always tells me like, "Man, how do you find time to to write and release a record?" I don't find it. I make it. I make time. Simple as that. Stay up a little later. I don't know. You know, like, so simple as that. If you want to do something, just do it because shit's going south fast right now. (laughs) Shit. Just go ahead and get that in before the fucking world ends. All right. 61. 61. In the books. Peace.